Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts. Specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. Welcome to the BOF podcast. It's Friday, September 22nd. 
In the sometimes fickle and murky world of fashion modeling, the most successful models are increasingly taking control of their careers by bypassing fashion gatekeepers and creating direct relationships with customers themselves. If you want real longevity in this business, you need to engage the other side of your career as well too, which is building your community. And that community creates staying power. This week on the BOF Podcast, I sit down with the veteran modeling agent, Chris Gay, to discuss the shifting power dynamics in the modeling industry and understand why building a community and developing a real point of view is the key to long-term success. Here's Chris Gay on the BOF Podcast. Well, Chris Gay, it's a delight and a pleasure to welcome you to the BOF Podcast. This conversation has been a long time coming because actually I've never interviewed you uh, and you've been in our orbit for a number of years now. We've worked with you with a number of your talents at the Society from Adut and Carly, Kendall and others, So and Yuen, of course. So it's a pleasure to speak to the man behind it all and especially on the occasion of the 10-year anniversary of the society. But before we, we talk about today and everything that's happening and changing in the industry, I'm always curious to hear the backstory. How did you become a modeling agent? I just fell into it, Imran. And, and listen, thank you so much for having me today. I have to tell you that like our office is it's a group of the most extraordinary young people. And every day they're plugged into BOF and you, they're like, you're like their Bible at this particular point. So, and speaking to them. So you're really speaking to that generation, which is pretty awesome. Um, so I appreciate it because of how much we really value um, yourself and BOF. So thanks so much for having me. So my background, listen, I was a college student in Boston. Um, I definitely was interested in the fashion industry and also talent management, but also sports management. And I literally was looking around for like, oh, wait, how could I learn about this and get an internship somewhere? And I got an internship at a tiny little agency in Boston that represented a few athletes and a few fashion models. And quite frankly, I didn't know much about the fashion industry at all. And I was literally just sweeping the floors and getting people coffee and lunch and really learned from there. But working in Boston, I was really fortunate to get exposure to a collection of agencies in New York City. And I got to kind of know some of the players from there. And I would send my resume out. And when I graduated from college, I was really fortunate enough to come down to New York City and get to work. And so that's how it happened. That's so interesting because so many of the people I talk to for this podcast, I guess I put myself in this category too. Like they dreamed of working in fashion. They always were drawn to the industry and you kind of stumbled into it. So when you arrived in New York to work at a model agency, like tell me about what things were like back then. So really, that was um, a really interesting time because I think we were transitioning really from those supers and the supermodels to kind of a next generation of talent. But it really was this creative, wonderful, photographically, especially also in New York photographers, of these wonderfully talented photographers that were really creating, I think, some of their best work. So we were so fortuitous 
to be working with people like Stephen Mizell, Craig McDean, David Sims. And I was really fortunate. The first talent I ever worked with was Malco Gibella. So we got to work with really the masters. I mean, I was working with Richard Avedon, who was really one of um, his favorite models. So working with, you know, people like Richard Avedon, people like Joe McKenna, you were getting a master's degree in fashion very quickly. And those were the people that really I learned this business from. It was also the golden age of editorial, where you'd be shooting 20 to 30 pages of Italian Vogue, traveling the world for those opportunities. So for me, the biggest impression that I got was to be in New York City and having all of these really creative masters being the people that you're allowed to work with. And that's what I found the most exhilarating. What did you learn from those legends of fashion like Richard Avedon and Stephen Mizell in terms of what it took at that time to create an impactful image that would stand the test of time? I think an exacting attention to detail. They are extraordinary creative people. But one of the things that I think really resonated was the teams that Stephen Mizell would build and his complete understanding of hair and makeup and just every detail of, a, of an image. That really resonated. And so you weren't just into one side of the business you really took that sort of everything into consideration and the quality of your work really mattered. Right. What were your proudest moments from that time? For all those fashion nerds out there, come on, give us some juice on some amazing things that you helped to make happen. I officially think I was the, maybe the only person that got sworn at by Richard Avedon. Um, probably. So that was probably maybe my biggest achievement. Uh, I was in a very protracted contract negotiation with a talent and to get Richard Avedon to like call you up and swear at you that basically you're ruining his week or his day by not being able to collaborate with his muse. Inevitably, we had a meeting of the minds and uh, we were able to execute the project. But You know, that also taught me a lot. And it taught me to, I guess, stand my ground and know that inevitably, if you have the right talent and believe in them, you can kind of work together and create some real magic and real quality projects. That's such an interesting point, because I've certainly experienced that myself. There's sometimes friction with partners or talent or collaborators that you're, you're working with. But if it's done in the right spirit, which is that both sides want to create something amazing, a little bit of that friction can sometimes be a good thing because if there's that creative tension that comes from these things and coming from outside the fashion industry, when I first got exposed to some of that, I was like, wow, this is, this is kind of like magic. You want everybody to bring their A game. Yeah. Ultimately, if everybody brings their A game to a project, then it's going to be special. If you have one side that it's like tilted, you know, too much in the favor of of one or the other, then it could be average. And who wants to be average in this business? No, average doesn't work, especially now when, you know, the industry's become so much more competitive, so much more global so much more fast moving. You know, everything's changed since those days of 20 page editorial shoots in Italian Vogue. 
So tell me about setting up the society, because when the society emerged kind of on the scene, it was a new kind of agency. What were you and your co-founders trying to solve, or what gap in the market were you trying to address in terms of creating a new kind of agency? I think that there was almost two camps. So it was like either you were a traditionalist and you shied away from anything that had to do with like the evolution of potentially new talents or new means of advertising, or you were just like, okay, well, I'm just going to take everything and you weren't steeped at all in any sort of education. And quite frankly, what we really wanted to do was to take our love of fashion, our love of the creatives who really made up and who make up this business, but be completely accepting of this next new wave and transition of our industry and quite frankly be like early adapters into how the industry was changing and quite frankly we're just extraordinarily fortuitous to sit there and be at a time where there was just colossal change in advertising and that shift played so well into our hands but we were just willing to sort of surf that change and be like, hey, listen, we're all in. Like, we were absolutely all in in the changes of our business where it really went from analog to digital. The other thing that occurs to me, Chris, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when I go to the Society website, there's a lot of faces there, but it's not hundreds and hundreds of faces. Was there a scale element here too, which is to say we're going to do something smaller and more focused? It was directional in the sense that we wanted people that could work with some of the more traditional like creatives and brands, but we wanted people that could play in the new space. So what is that new space? Like, tell me about how you see that new space. Well, I mean, listen, it's a total transformation of our industry, but also the fashion advertising world. And quite frankly, like the way that I see it, It's really now evolved into kind of the golden age of talent, really, where the past 10 years, talent has proven that they're a more effective media buy. They're a more effective conduit than traditional advertising. And, you know, the next 10 years is really going to be about talent being a more effective and a more strategic sales channel, distribution channel for everyone. And I think that's this incredible leap where before it was like you were just working with somebody who was part of an ensemble cast. This business used to be a B2B business. It's now a B2C business. There's still a B2B element, absolutely, but it's a B2C business for our talent now, which is just extraordinary. And we love being a part of it. So when you say that, let's like for everyone listening, map that out in a bit more detail. So when you say B2B, you know, before in the old days, your job was to work with top models who would be cast in advertising campaigns that would ultimately appear in the pages of a glossy fashion magazine, or you would cast those models to walk in a show or to be in an editorial in a magazine. Like there were like kind of three key areas. Now, how do you see your role? So think about how we interacted back then your relevance was really predicated on the relationships that you had with brands. So if you were working with Jill Sander, if you were working with Italian Vogue, if you were working 
with Versace, your entire stock and relevance was really regulated to that brand association, which also, quite frankly, you weren't entirely in control of. It was a very small, strategic group of gatekeepers in fashion that had an extraordinary amount of influence over all talent's career, their ability to get you there and their ability to keep you there. Now, it's entirely changed because the mediums that we worked with. So a talent is able to build up their authority in the fashion space, but at the same time, they're building their own community and they're speaking directly to their own audience. And their audience is actually as important now as whatever associations that they have with the people that they're working internally in the business. And the other aspect of that is that that audience and that power structure has changed where a model keeps that. She's not beholden to like, hey, what did you do this season? She builds her community and that's a tangible asset. It's not transactional. She builds it and she keeps it. And that becomes extraordinarily powerful and very effective for brands when brands are looking for uh, talent to work with. So if I was going to take that one step further, that's really interesting because if you say you have a talent like Carly Kloss or a talent like Liu Wen or a talent like Adut Akage, all talents that your agency represents, they've all got their own followings. Like they could still be in a campaign for a big brand, but the brand might actually get more value when that talent posts that ad on their own channel. They don't need to put the ad necessarily in a magazine even, or when that talent shows up at an event wearing their clothes, or when that talent plays some other role in creating content that the model or the talent puts in their own feed. So talk to me a little bit about that. Absolutely. And how it's contextualized. And I mean, Imran, Every single luxury fashion brand really now firmly understands that it is a more targeted and cost-effective means of advertising and a media buy. That's what we've experienced, and that's what brands have experienced over the past 10 years. And now we're on this precipice of something that is entirely new, which is the distribution, which is just wild. So talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, really, if you look at collaborated posts and if you look at a brand like Prada or someone else that wants to control their own DTC, because obviously you want to control your brand equity. Well, what's your retail strategy or what's your digital retail strategy in Korea or in secondary tertiary cities in China? You might not have one, but I do. And that can be Luen. That can be Hoi An. And so, quite frankly, that's all built in. And that's all built into every deal that we do now. That's so interesting. I guess the changing dynamics of the business model, as you've outlined it, also means that the talent that you're backing, representing, picking, has to have a different set of skills. So what does it take now? You don't just have to be a beautiful face that can take really good pictures, has a great runway walk, and knows how to build relationship with editors and designers. You need a lot more than that now. You have to be dynamic. And you you have to understand that if you want real longevity in this business, you need to engage the other side of your career as well, too, which is building your community. 
and that community creates staying power. But the truth is, is you need authority and to build authority is like, you know, it's like you're balancing both. But really, this is kind of where we're at right now. I'd love to say that we, uh, you know, have been somebody that like moved that forward as a, as a brand or the company. But quite frankly, we're just very lucky and opportunity, uh, like opportunities and grateful that the business has shifted like this. Because, you know, to us, it's an entirely different shift in power dynamics of the industry where people really do value and understand talent more than ever. We'll be right back with more on the BOF Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. 
I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What do you think happens to magazines, Chris, if so much of the emphasis that brands are placing, that even the talents are focusing on, is all in digital channels? The same thing that's happened to BOF. It doesn't matter. It's how you engage. You are are a curator. You are an authority. And guess what? My daughter's never going to pick up a magazine, but she knows exactly who the coolest and hippest designers are. And she'll look at Vogue or, you know, all the kids in her office are reading BOF. You're just shifting to a different place. But guess what? The people at Vogue, they're experts. Anna Winter's still going to be Anna Winter. She's like, I'll listen to her. Chioma, like, I'm going to listen to her. Like, I, I care more about what Chioma's doing on a day-to-day than, uh, you know, than anything else. And So it's just that the medium has changed, and it's just that the people running those media have to be approaching with a different set of skills. In addition to curation, I guess you really need to understand how to use these channels. That's also true for the talent, as we were saying right now. And I'm, I'm just curious to, like, maybe do a couple of case studies with you, Chris, of like some of your talents that I'm lucky enough to know and that I've you know, seen blossom into these incredible forces, dynamic forces, to use your word. And let's first talk about Liu Wen, because you know, for everyone listening all around the world, many of you will know Liu Wen is like the first major model, one of the first major models to break out of China globally. She's got an incredibly huge following on social channels in China, like Weibo and WeChat, of course, but also got a meaningful international following on Instagram. She's having a bit of a moment again. Last season, she was opening or closing some of the biggest shows of the season. If, you know, As I was walking around New York this past week, she's featured in so many of the ad campaigns. So what is the phenomenon of Liu Wen? What's the success story behind it? Like, how did that happen? I mean, Luen's story is wild because she was really discovered by a French fashion editor for a particular editorial shoot years and years ago. But it went directly from being discovered for an editorial to quickly being on the runway for Chanel, being on the runway for Karl Lagerfeld and working with Calvin Klein. But really what makes Luen Luen is I think that immediately she really started to understand all of the fashion nuances. She's a complete professional, but she brought her own sense of style to the game. And that's what actually built her community, is she was able to translate high fashion, a mix of high and low, together to what actually mattered to pop culture, to her audience. And then that really built up a genuine, loyal fan base. And that fan base is actually really absolutely one of the top two or three biggest in the world. And it's become wonderful. I mean, we've worked for Luen now for, I think, over like 14 years. But it's just amazing that on fashion's biggest night, the Met Gala, you wake up the next morning and there's Luen 
and Beyonce as like the number one looks. So everybody has voted and the open tickets to repose and there's Luen and she's just, it's every year it's Luen, Beyonce, Luen, Rihanna. Like it's just, it's wonderful. And it's wonderful that her community is so loyal to her, but it really has to do with her ability to like translate high fashion and pop culture and putting that all together for her audience. Yeah. I mean, it's been such a pleasure to see her success, but also when I've met her, I found the other thing that she has, which I think maybe isn't as obvious in imagery or the things that everyone sees is that she's just like a super energetic, kind, friendly person. And I think that goes a long way in our industry, you know, being that kind of person who's just so enthusiastic and so personable. She's just like a lovely person. She is. She's a pro's pro. And if we think also that this is a talent that was flying back and forth from China to New York two or three times a month, that's not so easy. And she was always equally able to balance her life and her work commitments. But it's really because she's a pro's pro. So how does someone new break through, Chris? Because as you pointed out, once someone like Yuan or any of the other talents that you mentioned, they kind of establish themselves and they have these built-in followings. They're not beholden, as you said, to a magazine or a brand to keep them relevant. Once they have 20, 30, 40, 50 million followers, as Wen does, those followers are there with them forever. How does someone new break in in this environment? Like, what are you looking for? Well, you got to smartly work together to create that narrative. I mean, I think that we were so wonderfully blessed to work with people like Katie Grand, Mark Jacobs, Anna Winter, when it was time to have Kendall step into the fashion industry. But working strategically and properly with wonderful creatives who are so smart and nuanced that they're like, hey, let's subvert the fashion industry right now. Let's do something very different. And they did. And creating that sort of energy that evolved off of that one show with Mark. But really, I credit that to Katie. I credit that to Mark and the willingness that they had to experiment and do something new. But you've got to work with the right people to create the right narrative in order to fuel everything else. Kendall's an amazing model and incredibly beautiful, and that's kind of undeniable. But she also had a built-in advantage because she was part of that family that was already famous. She already had this kind of notoriety and following. But let's rewind it. At that particular time, we were a very closed-off business, the fashion business. The fashion business didn't even see itself connected to pop culture at that particular time. We took our cues internally. That's it. The fashion business actually slammed a lot of doors in Kendall Jenner's face. It was not easy for her to break, and it didn't happen. And quite frankly, she really trailblazed, and everybody kind of followed on her path. So I would tell you that like, it was the collective effort of both Kendall to be extraordinarily focused on her craft, humble, but also wanting to strategically do it with the right people and building that relationship with Mark, building that relationship with Kitty. This is a 10-year relationship with Mark Jacobs at this particular point that she's had. Um, 
And it was wonderful that it electrified, but it was the right narrative. And if you do it the wrong way, I think that it ends really quickly. But we're on a decade now, and it just seems to be getting better and better. Give us a little bit of a crystal ball here, Chris. Which are the talents that we should be looking out for now that you're really excited about? Well, I mean, listen, we're so extraordinarily fortunate to work with Victoria Toretti, Aduda Cash. I love Yuminu, who I feel has really charted her own course in fashion over the past two years and cover of American Vogue and such. She's somebody that I think is extraordinary because she's looking at this business not only as a model, and she's actually now looking at this business as a businesswoman and a creative and really investing her time right now in building a brand that she feels to serve an underserved audience in fashion, which I think is wonderful. So Yumi, keep your eyes on. She's spectacular because she's going to be more than just a model in this industry. So tell us more about her because not everyone's going to be familiar with her. What's her story? So Yumi had been working as a model for a little while, but working in sort of like tertiary markets, Los Angeles and different parts of the fashion spectrum that are not necessarily primary, primary markets. And we began working with her. We got a phone call from a person that had worked with her and said, this girl is so dynamic and spectacular. I think she needs to be working with a high fashion agency and maybe see what you guys can do. So quite frankly, our job is to then recontextualize somebody and be like, hey, can this person work in the high fashion space? Can this person work with some of the biggest brands in the world? And because she's such a dynamic, energetic, and talented model, and because we have some incredible, incredible agents here, together they did the work and really repositioned her with top-tier publications, and she ended up on the September cover of American Vogue. And now she's really building up her own fashion brand. She's working with Raul Martinez at Victoria's Secret as well. And it's been a wonderful initial ride with her, which is really quite incredible. It's also like a really good moment, Chris, to transition to talk about other elements of the industry that has changed. You know, Yumi Nu is a representation of a different kind of body type than one would normally have seen back in the days when you started. Talk to us about how you as an agency are shifting also to think about representing a more realistic standard of beauty or a broader definition of what beautiful is? I just think that we've gone through such a transformation in fashion and with everything now that fashion is more in tune with culture. And fashion is no longer just controlled really by certain gatekeepers and just a certain vision and recognizes that it can really be a cultural pillar. Fashion is there right now with music and sports and the other things that really make up the cultural fabric of every society. And I think it becomes more interesting to be more inclusive in that respect because it's just the size and scale of fashion has really changed. The industry has also still got a like a bad reputation, you know, modeling industry generally. You know, I I was in a taxi cab once in London and the cab driver asked me about, you know, what I did. And I told him I worked in fashion. And he started telling me this story about his son and the experiences his son had 
in a modeling agency. I have no idea what agency it was, but the overall feeling and impression I got was that he just felt like the expectations that our industry places on young people, especially models, the people who have become the faces of the industry, the faces of the brands, the faces on covers, the faces that we see on social media, they're still under an extraordinary amount of pressure to kind of fulfill this idea of beauty. So what is your responsibility as an agent as a manager, as an agency, to take care of these young people as they're breaking in? I think number one that people really need to understand right now is that it's not one lens to look at. And I think that for the longest time, it was just one lens. And it was just a certain type of talent that would be successful in the business, and that was it. Now... I think that in a way, because of the nature of the way in which our industry is communicating, the way in which talent is actually communicating, it's really opened the doors for a much more diverse, but also a more dynamic set of people. And I think that the type of people and the type of agents and the people that are working in this industry now reflect that as well. And so we're looking for somebody who is more dynamic, who's bringing something more than just like their visceral appeal or more than they just fit the dress. And for us, I think what is really also empowering about our business is talent is no longer beholden to anybody. They have real power in their hands. So if you're not chosen for this particular fashion show, if you're not featured in this particular ad campaign, that particular season, that doesn't mean momentum stops for you. You can self-perpetuate your own success in this industry now. And that means you are no longer beholden. And quite frankly, the nature of this business for a long time was power dynamics. And if you have power dynamics that are so out of balance, then quite frankly, you can have really exploitive and, and that can actually happen. But the power dynamics, in my opinion, has evened out and shifted now really in favor of the talent, which is wonderful. So Chris, for those young people out there who are listening, who've heard your story, who've, who feel like they have the dynamism and talent necessary to succeed in fashion, like what's your advice for people on how to succeed in the modeling industry, how to break in? Care about fashion. Don't come and see us unless you really effing care. Like, it's all available for you. Go to models.com, go to business of fashion. It's all there. You can read about it. And then chart your path because you can start building your community immediately. You can be building your community and have somebody think like you got great style. You are interpreting fashion on your level. It has nothing to do with the price of the items that you buy, but it really has to do with understanding collective style and what's your own individual sense of style. So lean into that and get comfortable. Get comfortable, I guess, with you know trying to build that up a little bit. But you know, I would say your love for fashion really matters. Definitely does. Because if you don't have that passion or that kind of almost obsession with fashion... You won't necessarily be able to get through the hard times because it's a, it's a challenging business still, right? You know, all these dynamics have changed. So one thing hasn't changed is how tough this business is. It's really tricky. And you know what? If you don't have the narrative and you don't have that passion, it's never going to work. 
I don't care if you come with a gazillion followers or this, that, and the other thing. The magic happens from building the real authority, and that authority only comes if you care about it. You heard it here, everybody. You've got to care about fashion to succeed in fashion. You've got to care. Chris, thank you for your time today. Congratulations on the 10 years of the society. It's been such a pleasure collaborating with you and your colleagues over the years. And uh, we look forward to the next 10 years. Listen, I really appreciate everything. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. And I really appreciate what you do for our business, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Bye. The BOF Podcast is edited and produced by Emma Clark and Eric Bria in the BOF Studio team.